Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So about Michael Jordan, how you go hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast, and today we've got a good one, we got a unique one, uh, Chris is basically going to be out for this one, and two other ones that are going to be short, the greatest upsets of all time, I think it's a 10 and 11, no, 11 and 12, 11 and 12, um, and he's missing this one because uh, he's his him and his girlfriend are having their two-year anniversary, so today... So it is a pretty big day. So congratulations to them. You know, stable relationship. You know, we love that for them. So congratulations. Um, so, yeah, you guys got me today. Uh, we're going to be talking about draft stuff. So basically, this is a draft preview. This is, you know, get your feet wet in the draft. Start to get a feel for these prospects. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I love doing the draft. The draft is one of my favorite times of the year. Um, I enjoy being right. I really work a lot, very, very hard on it. Um, so far we have, I have 46 guys ranked. Um, that's a lot, a lot of guys already ranked. I already have a pretty good feel for the theme of the drafts, who the top guys are. Definitely. I, I have all of them ranked in my own personal way, in my own personal opinion. Um, and you know, honestly, we've been right a lot about the draft last year. Uh, we had Jalen Green one, K two, Kuminga three, who people didn't think was going to be a top five guy, and uh, Mobley four. And I was wrong on Mobley because I should have seen how good he was going to be as a power forward. But um, you know, we got guys like Nashawn Bones Highland, right? He was supposed to go in the second round. I had him like fifteenth, I think, on our power rankings for players. And uh, Cam Thomas was much higher than when he went in the draft. We got Cam Thomas very right. Um, we actually chose one of our draft prospects was, uh, Zyra Williams. He was going in like the twenties. I was like, he's going to go nine to 10 of the 11 because of his upside. He went to the Grizzlies at nine. So yeah, it's, it's something I really take a lot of pride in, do a lot of research on it. If anything controversial comes out of my mouth, I've probably researched it three more times than anything else. Right. Because if I'm saying something and it's kind of off from what, most people are saying, I want to make sure that it's just not one crazy game that they had and they lost their mind and they played abnormal to what their real skill set is. Um, so I really, really take pride in that. Really try to make sure that the stuff that's like out there, out there, I, I everything's deeply researched even more on those things. So yeah, it's it's a fun draft this year. So uh, let's go with uh, you know the theme of his draft. I feel like is. There's a ton of defensive centers, ton of shot blockers this year. There's like five guys that could be in the NBA for eight years and be shot blockers and forces at the rim. Gazillion of them. Uh, and shooting guards. There's a lot of three-point knockdown, standstill, guys that are going to be in the league, eight, ten years, role players, three-point shooters. That are good, that are in this this draft, legitimately. It's it's a really deep draft, from that standpoint. Uh, and something I really want to talk about is who's number one. And my number one is Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, he's everybody's number one right now. Uh, when I was looking at draft prospects like a few months ago, I was like, he's my number one. I'm gonna watch him again though. But he's so special. I mean, he's dripping with talent. Six foot ten. 
so skilled, so athletic. I mean, the way he moves laterally is insane. Like he loves to play defense. He's a force defensively. He's a force of nature defensively. It's ridiculous how how his body moves like that, how he's able to get so low, how much he enjoys defending. And then you you get to the other side and it's amazing three-point shooter. It's a ridiculous athlete. Uh, can dribble and finish at the rim and shot creates for himself. And he reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant without the, the flash. Kevin Durant's greatness, like where he excels above most people is his handles ridiculous and he's able to get his spots effortlessly from that hand the handle and the like the shot creation from the perimeter those are things that jabari smith is not nearly as good as kevin durant is that makes kevin durant really 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 special but he's kind of like a right below that where he has a lot of the fundamentals of one two dribble pull up Turn around, okay, somebody's guarding me. They're shorter than me. I'm shooting over them. You know, dribble in the lane, turn back over, turn back around, fade away. A lot of the footwork and the skill and the the type of shots that he gets to is very much like the fundamentals of Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? The stuff that kind of goes unnoticed by most NBA fans that may not be like the highlight tape stuff that's like the... Uh, the meat and potatoes of what KD does, he's exactly like. And that's special. Um, and it's just, it's a, he must be putting in a lot of work to get the footwork that he has. And when you pair a guy who wants to work on footwork and works on these type of things with his godly gifts athletically, you get a special guy. This is, this is a special forward talent. I think he's... He could play small forward, honestly, too, if you wanted him to. I get him playing power forward. He can guard one through five, basically, unless fives like Joel Embiid or Nicole Jokic. They're really great centers. But you could you could hide him on Rudy Gobert or Bamba, who's not they might not be as as offensively inclined. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um so yeah, he's special. He's so special. This is you know, a Jason Tatum type guy. This is, you know, this is just a, a guy that's ridiculous coming out. That is just gonna be Super Saiyan, All Star, does it on both ends. You know, so special. This guy's special. So that's my number one. Uh, number two is a shocker. Um, but he was it was really close between him and the other guy is Jaden Ivy. Now I don't I don't he's he's on four for a lot of people. I'd love this guy. I I think you have to be able it's the most important thing about NBA prospects is you have to watch mostly NBA basketball. So that you know I can say this guy fits in the game. What he does well and what his skill is fits into the NBA and what it is right now. Right, so what do you, what are we looking for? Who does perfect? Who plays best with spacing? Right, the athletic John Morant's, the John Walls, those kind of athletic point guards, and are just so special with NBA spacing. With NBA spacing, individual one-on-one bucket getters are better and more important. Right, because they have spacing to do their do work. You might be able to throw a double team, but I got like a thirty-four percent three-point shooter standing out there, thirty-four to forty. You know what I mean? That spends all of his life for the last six years just being a professional. You know what I mean? Like NBA spacing is real. The court's bigger as well, um, so it's it's a real thing that um, you have to be able to imagine players like Jaden Ivey with NBA spacing. All right. Jaden Ivey is so special, and you have to have the vision. In my opinion, if he was a two-guard in the NBA, he'd be the fourth-ranked prospect after uh, Chet and uh, Paolo Bancaro. I'm not going to tell you what order they're in. I'll just say those two are next. Um, but at point guard, he's special. 
Um, and somebody he reminds me a lot of is Russell Westbrook of situation and athletically. You know, they're both six foot four, already kind of well built, so gifted athletically, both of them. He's in the Russell Westbrook tier athletically. And like Russell Westbrook, he plays shooting guard in college. They both played for winning teams. I'm pretty sure Russell Westbrook played with Kevin Love in college. They're both trying to win uh, NCAA championships. They're trying to get the five best players on the floor, right? So they're not, you know, they're not point guards in college, but they're point guards in the NBA because I see a lot of things like what you would see from Russell Westbrook in college where he breaks it down the defense, he kicks it to the right spot. He just always seems to have a flair with this passing uh, behind the back passes, seems to enjoy passing the basketball and make good reads. It just, you know, he collapses the defenses, and it seems like he always makes the right choice when he collapses the defense. And that's where I'm like, this guy can be a point guard. And then there's the perimeter shot creation where he becomes ridiculous. Because with NBA spacing, he's going to be able to get to the rim whenever he wants and, you know, he's going to make good passes out of it. He might average like five to six assists a game, but it's not going to be, you know, terrible. But with that perimeter shot creation ability that he's really developed is scary because he's shooting from deep range. Um, you know, he's not, not a super efficient player yet. He's going to need time and the development and mentally and investment from a team to reach his peak. But his peak is, peak is scary because his peak is a six foot four. Russell Westbrook that can hit perimeter jump shots. That is scary. Deep three-point shooting mixed with all of that, that's ridiculous. That's his upside. That's why it was really it was really close between him and Jabari Smith for me. You know, it's just that that mental part in that making all the right decisions all the time. He doesn't always take the right shots. He doesn't always make the have the right understanding of game situation. What I mean by that is like they were down by like six points. He had already shot a deep three possession before that, early in the shot clock, and he shoots a deep three. I'm like Mm, you're down six. There's like three minutes left in the game. Go get yourself a bucket. You know what I mean? Go go throughout the offense. Maybe if it's five seconds left on the shot clock, then go shoot the deep three, right? It's little things like that. That's like his mind has to be kind of, you know, polished. He, but he's 19, 20. It's going to take time. You know what I mean? But he's worth the investment. And his upside is so ridiculous that... He's so special. He's special. Um, a lot of people compared to John Morant. John Morant was a special passer coming out of college. You know what I mean? His average tennis is a game. He's kind of a different guy. Athletically, I kind of understand it. It's more of a compliment than anything else. But yeah, this guy is special. Really special. He's gonna fit's gonna matter though, because if he goes to a place with a point guard that's young, like uh, the Kings, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, you know, Houston would not be that bad of a fit. I feel like the Thunder, I don't know if the Thunder would be a good fit. It is, I mean, they have a lot of guards over there. Uh, and it's just, it's crazy to think that he's just such a special player. But if you have a point guard that's young and developing, you can't have them both like Cade Cunningham. It makes no sense next to Cade because they both need to develop as point guards. Why would you do do that? Why would you put in that kind of investment when uh, you don't really know? And uh, you know, as we look at the the magic, would be a bad fit with Coley Anthony and uh, the kid from Jalen Suggs. Uh, the Pacers wouldn't be that bad of a fit. Mm, Rockets, Thunder, yeah, the Rockets would be the right fit, or the Spur, mm, Spurs have Dejounte Murray. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder wouldn't be that bad now that I think about it because Shea is 6'6 six, six, and Giddy 6'8. So that wouldn't be that terrible because he would have that spacing. But, you know, that you're kind of you understand what I'm trying to say here is he's going to need the roster spot in the open development and that somebody that's willing to take the time to develop such a gifted player like him. He's so gifted. It's insane. All right. So who's three and four? Honestly... Three is Paolo and four is Chet, but they're very close. Like, seriously. Um, they're both special. They're both 
borderline all-stars, you know, guys that could be all-stars in the NBA. Uh, you know, Paolo, six foot ten, is so special. His mid-range shot creation for himself. I see him trying to shot create from the three-point line a little more, which is a really impressive thing for me because I only really saw him shot create from the mid-range before um, re-evaluating these guys. Um, size is his game. He's so big and strong. Um, you know, he's, he's going to be a solid all-star for a long time and he's just very consistent. And I, I honestly really like his game. I think that he's just a really solid player. Seriously. Like I, I really think that with NBA spacing, his ability to be so strong and big and dribble to the rim and finish is going to be a real thing. And then it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to get to this mid-range jump shot. Oh, nope. Now I'm going to finish the rim. Now it's kind of like, you know, let me shoot the mid-range or finish at the rim. So at the right spot, he's going to be really good. If a team has a lot of the guard positions figured out, they need a power forward that can shot create, he's going to be a really good fit. And a lot of teams need forward depth and this is a forward heavy top heavy draft i mean there's three forwards well i mean chet's a center could be could be considered a center uh but you know pablo and uh jabari are really great forwards so it's a it's a he, he's, he's a special guy he is i don't think he's worth the number one pick i wouldn't choose him number one but if i'm sitting at three I would think about him. I would. I would probably draft him. Um, like, like we did the standings game, and we saw what teams were really low. The Kings, immediately, they they could use another guy next because then you could have Paulo Barnes, Sabonis, Davion rotating in with uh, Dante Divincenzo and Darren Fox. That team fits pretty well. Um, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty it's pretty special. And then the next guy is Chet Holmgren's number four. Now, honestly, I was a lot lower on him until I watched him play again. And the reason why I was like, he reminds me a lot of Andre Barnani. And I was like, mm, shooting, big, center, you know, flashes some shot creation ability, but it's not that consistent. Now it's starting to become more consistent. Now it's like he's starting to dribble and he's starting to handle and now more of those things that he was touted to be coming out of high school are being shown more, and that's scary. So he's getting to his spots. He's getting to his shot. It's it's pretty special right now. So, you know, he's, he's, he's not doing it hyper consistently, but he has a good feel for shot blocking. He has good timing. I don't think he's going to be an elite shot blocker. Like, I've seen him compared to Marcus Camby. And I don't think people know how athletic Marcus Camby is. Like he's no, he's not Marcus Camby defensively. So, but this guy is a pretty has good timing defensively. Let's not overcompensate. He's really thin. He's not going to really be shutting down Giannis Antetokounmpo at the rim or something like that. So, uh, he he could be scary at the power forward position though. If you wanted to say who's guarding him. You know, and that's going to be his thing. Who's guarding him? And he's going to be able to shot create. He's going to get to his spots. And I could really see him being a consistent all star, a unique guy um, for a while in this league. He has high upside because, you know, he's a great shooter and he has, he's seven feet tall. He's always going to be seven feet tall. So he's going to shoot over everybody. And that's where he's going to be special. So, yeah, he's, he's number four. And, uh, Number five, this guy is a nuclear explosion in college. I mean, Johnny Davis is really good. Guard from Wisconsin, six foot five. Uh, he's not like, he's one of those athletes, you know, I think he's one of those deceptively athletic athletic athletes. Like, he, you, you watch him play, and you're like, man, he looks like he's moving way faster than... Once you think about it, he's like, man, he's moving way faster than it looks on the TV or on the YouTube or whatever you're watching. He's one of those guys. Deceptively athletic. Um, and he reminds me a lot of Devin Booker. It's a lot of tough shot creation. Good three-point shooter. Everything's a tough shot for him. And he's finishing around the rim. You know, that's... that's He's pretty special. I really like this guy. 
Um, I like his. I, I like the way he plays. I, you know, tough shot makers are extremely important, and I really feel like he has the potential to be like D book, um, or maybe, you know, just below that. But I really wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, this is a borderline all star in the NBA or just an all star in the NBA. Um, that is his upside, and that's what you know he's special about him. And man, the craziest thing. I have him six right now. Obviously, everything's subject to change, but this is where things change and where, you know, this might change. I've watched this guy play like two hours. I literally spent two hours watching this guy, and all I see is special. Basically, there is a guy who on mock drafts is ranked the 46th player the last time I saw him on a mock draft that I have sixth on my big board right now. Might change, but he's going to stay in the lottery. Let's just come out and say it. Orlando Robinson, Fresno State center, where he plays power forward, six foot eleven junior. All right. I have literally been losing my mind for like the past five hours thinking about this guy. Seriously. I am so amazed at how terrible draft people can be and how a guy like this can be slept on. So this is, you know, this is our Nashawn Bones Highland of this year. And when we made said Nashawn Bones Highlands, the 15th ranked guy coming into the draft, he was going in the second round. Like surprise, the guy that's the greatest perimeter shot creator in the draft deep from the three-point line is going to be a good NBA player. I don't know what you were thinking. Um, this guy is the most skilled center in the draft. Uh, him and well, actually, Chet's pretty skilled. I guess I guess Chet's probably the most skilled. He's number two. Uh, he's special. Okay, let's get to it. All right, so you know, I'm I'm doing my draft rankings, you know, I'm doing my thing, and I'm getting late into the draft rankings. I was like, okay, a lot of these guys are. Pretty iffy. Uh, some one guy is like ridiculously iffy, and I just, you know, I look at Orlando Robinson and I'm like, this guy's from Fresno State. He's a center from Fresno State. I'm about to see a post big that can't move to save his life, because that's what every mid major seven foot six foot eleven center is. The guy that looks like he's moving with cement blocks on his feet. Did not see that. No. No. Smooth athlete. Very good athletically. Not an overly gifted vertical athlete, but very laterally gifted and smooth. Quick. He's 6 foot 11. He was the he went to a G League elite camp or something of that nature last season. He recorded the lowest standing vertical, most lowest vertical on their thing. I think it was 29 inches and or 26, one of the two. And, you know, that's his knock. Vertical athleticism. A six foot eleven player. Not extremely vertically athletic. But if you watch him play, he doesn't seem like you would guess that. Just the eye test does. I was very surprised because he looks very athletic, but you know he's not overly gifted vertically. So why do you have him here, Jason? Well, I was freaking amazed because yeah, at first post game, good post game, good footwork, understands body control, gets to his spots right, uses his body well. Uses footwork well. Definitely has put a lot of time and effort learning post game. Good hooks, good touch, 
deep hooks, honestly. Do a little deeper out hook range. Sure. That's where I thought things would stop. Till I start seeing him face up people in the mid range and either pump or dribble past somebody and finish. So the center has the ability to either hit a mid-range shot in somebody's eye or go to the rim and finish with movement skills, with fluidity, with power. Sometimes he'll get to the rim, back somebody up and finish again. Or, you know, it's not like he's slamming on everybody. He's like Kevin Garnett, no. But he's facing up, and I'm going to hit this mid-range shot, or I'm going to finish at the rim. Oh. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And then I see him start ball handling and crossing up and hitting tough step backs. Then I start seeing him hit three-point shots at an elite level, start handling and dribbling the basketball, crossing people over. What? This guy is literally skilled with the ball in his hands. He can handle the basketball. It's ridiculous. He he has the body and the physicality to dominate inside, yes, but it's the flashes of shot creating for himself at seven feet tall and a guy who shoots 34% from the three-point line and 80% from the free throw line. His, his jump shot is fluid as heck. So we have a highly skilled six foot eleven ball handling, mid-range shooting. Post is dominant center, and he's 46th because people think that he's not a great vertical athlete. Do you understand basketball? He's six foot eleven. You know he's always gonna have height. I don't care what someone's vertical advantage on him is. His value is gonna be on the offensive end of the floor where he's shooting over everybody. I don't care if there's some six foot eight guy, six foot nine guy like Jeremy Shawns from Baylor that might test better at the combine. He's not blocking his shot because he's so tall. Height matters. He plays physically. That helps him. What he's going to do in the NBA is be like, oh my gosh. Because what did we talk about before? Tough shot makers and the ability to create for yourself and ISO guys get more space in the NBA. He usually has another person clogging the lane. He's special. Like special. Like it's flashes of Carl Anthony Towns and Embiid skill-wise. He's just not as physically gifted. How many times have you watched NBA basketball and seen the same exact center? Lob, shot blocker at the rim, athletic. That's like 60% of the league at the center position. You think a guy that's highly skilled can't break through because he's not highly athletic? He's going to stand out like a sore thumb. When you run your pick and roll actions, he's going to be able to knock it down from everywhere, right? And when you kick it to him, he's got the post skill of a dominant center. So when you kick it to him, he's going to 
post spin and finish at the rim. I'm watching a very highly skilled, gifted, six foot eleven player that is dominant skill wise. And he's ranked 46 in this class. I am literally so amazed. This draft, after 6-7, is extremely weak. This is not a deep draft at all. It's a lot of role players, not a lot of guys with all-star potential. I'm just going to be frank with you. This is going to be the role player draft after the first 6-7. to seven. So in a list full of role players and some people that are like shooting guards that are shooting like 25% from the three-point line and 60% from the free throw line that are going to get mocked in like the top 20 shooting guards. And this guy can't break through. Patrick Baldwin shooting 33% from like the free throw from the field and like 25 from the three-point line is going to get drafted before him. Like, he is just so special. And I don't know what everybody else is watching. It's just like this crazy stigma, or it's a Fresno State thing. It's a mid-major thing. Maybe many people probably have never heard of him. But this athleticism debate is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because people don't understand about this about basketball. Nobody cares if you're not perfect defensively if you're killing them on the other end. You see Luka Doncic, anybody talk about Luka Doncic, talk about his defense? Why? Because he's offensive nuclear weapon and nobody cares. Nobody cares that he can't guard a tree. Because he can't. This guy's not that bad a defender. He moves well laterally, so he's going to not be as terrible as people think when he switches. I watched a guy last year, oh my goodness. I watched a guy get drafted last year that is playing on the rookie team that is probably going to make all rookie that has cement for feet get drafted in the 20s. His name is Alperin Sangoon. He had a post skill. He's six foot eleven, and he couldn't hold a torch to this guy. Athletically. What is it? Because he's European? What? What is... Like... Alperin Sangoon is like so freaking tight-hipped and so unathletic, but he can get away with it, but some random guy from Fresno State can't break through a stigma? Because you guys just want to write him off? You guys listen too much. You know, most draft experts are the high-level ones are hooked into some NBA franchises, and they have some people give them advice. Oh, what do you think of this player? Oh, and they'll tell them what player they don't want to be drafted before when they want to draft to push them up. And it's just a game. They These guys get played, right? I actually watch these guys. I break down every single one. I'm talking about the 46th guy that was ranked on my list after doing three hours of film breakdown on him. Like, it... It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. And this is how great people get drafted. But I just... Like, he's so special. Like, he is so special. It's unreal. He's so skilled. It makes me so sad because this guy might go back to college. He might he might not hear what he wants to hear from the NBA draft people. He might go back to college. In waste a season in the NBA. Or this is the kind of guy that might not get the right opportunities and flame out of the league. He's way more athletic and fluid than people. It's just like the stigma and this label. We're going to label these players. It was just like the Sean Bones Highland. Inefficient basketball player. Labeled. You know why? It's because whenever you see, whenever random people see things that are special and it's it's just like, oh, this guy's ranked 40th, but I see something special. There must be something wrong. I'm going to find those weaknesses and stare at him for 55 hours straight just so I can be like everybody else. 
We're not doing that here. No. Not at all. Never will. It's not our brand. I could be completely wrong about this guy. Sure, I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I told you I was wrong at the beginning of this draft about Evan Mobley. If I'm wrong about this guy, I'll tell you. But he's special. What I've seen so far is special. It's 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 amazing. It's just he's so fluid. He's so skilled. It's just you have to watch the NBA all the time to know a guy who can handle and shot create at the center position is like finding diamond in the rough. Little little diamonds. Nobody does that. It's rare. And to have a guy do that in college and not get any notice for it just because of stupid like barriers that is holding this guy back is honestly amazing. Honestly. It's just, he's so special. And go watch him. Go watch him. Prove me wrong. Go watch him dominate multiple teams and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me he doesn't flash those shot creation abilities that I'm trying to tell you. Because it's ridiculous to see a seven-footer flash the things that he flashes. He's 21. He's a junior. You know, it's just... It's amazing how stupid NBA teams are. You know, this, this, this is a special basketball player. I would be so upset if he doesn't get a good opportunity in the NBA. Livid. I can't believe guys like Alpern Sangoon get drafted in front of him or like the guy. Like Alpern Sangoon's literally the only center on the Houston Rockets. He's just getting a lot of playing time. He's not some amazing center. But a guy like this, what are you guys watching? People might think he's a power forward. Really? The six foot eleven guy is gonna be a power forward in the NBA. He can't play center. Get out of here. Come on. Come on. He's a special. All I see is special when I watch him. So um now we're gonna move on to the next guy. I knew that was gonna be pretty insane. Uh, we'll go to the seventh guy and then we'll talk a little bit shortly about the rest of them. The next guy is Jalen Duran. He's special athletically. Um, a lot like, uh, Deandre Jordan, ridiculous. He's going to be so special defensively, so fluid, so athletic, but he has no skill like at all. So it's going to take time to develop him. Um, but he's got a great body, great athleticism. He's the kind of guy you take a shot on, and if he he fails, he's DeAndre Jordan, rebounds at a high level, shot blocks at a high level, and is a great lob threat uh, at elite levels for your team. Uh, you know, and you know, there's the rest of the the rest of the draft is a lot of three and D. Guys with not as high upsides, guys that are good three point shooters. There's just there's just a lot of them. A lot of good three point shooters. Tari Eason's really good. Benedict, Benedict Mathurin's good. Nikola Jovic is probably the most unique guy in the draft because he's like six ten. He's mobile, but he's not vertically athletic. He is pretty low three-point percentage but he has a real gift at passing the basketball he like posts decent wheelie well and shows like some mid-range turnaround jump shots and um he's his system fit perfectly if it's if the spurs or the warriors or team that's like high basketball like you he fits perfectly in those kind of teams um he's probably the most unique odd prospect in the draft uh let's see here yeah, number eight's Tari Eason, sophomore guy who shot crates a little bit from the three, six foot eight, um, shoots 36% from the three-point line. Really solid guy. Has the potential to be a guy that averages 20 to 21, 22 per game. Uh, Benedict Mathorin is a pretty solid guy, six foot seven from Arizona. He's a ninth guy. A good athlete, shoots 30% from the 38% from the three-point line. Uh, Keegan Murray, he's a sophomore, six foot eight. Uh, he's, he's really unique. 
but honestly, what I think is going to do mostly in the NBA is stretch at the three and be a real good finishing guy at the rim. But a lot of his post stuff is not going to work as well because he's six foot eight. So, you know, that's the most bread of uh, the meat and potatoes of how he scores. But on a winning team that needs a forward that just does the roles very well, he's a good fit at the power forward position. Ty Ty is our number one point guard. He's a smooth operator, gets to his mid-range spots. He's not going to be an, ever be an all-star or anything like that, but he's going to be a high IQ guy. Um, you know, no amazing point guards in this draft. Kendall Brown is going to be a nice 3 and D guy, guy, real athletic six foot eight guy from Butler, not Butler Baylor. And the you know the last guy in our uh, lottery is John Butler, FSU seven foot one guy that shoots the three really well and moves and ridiculously athletic. He's he's so fluid. It's just the kind of guy you don't don't pass on. And a guy I'm lower on, he might rise, is AJ Griffin. Six foot six scares me, and he's not athletic. He's like shooting a ridiculous 48% from the three point line or something ridiculous like that. But it's it's the athleticism that scares the poo out of me. It's it's like, are you the next Steve Novak or are you better? Or are you like a little bit better? How much better? Because he reminds me a lot of Steve Novak athletically. That should scare people. So. Um, and it's just after that, there's, oh, there's one guy I really like, um, uh, from France. That's going to be a real defensive force is Ismo Karamagate. He's supposed to be early second round draft pick. I have him 17. He was probably going to be minus Sean Bones Highland guy. Um, until I found a ridiculous center that was freaking amazing. I don't know what everybody's watching again, but we'll get off that high horse. I'll talk about him all episode. Uh, Really special, fluid athlete. Like he's so special vertically, but he's just like his ability to turn his hips and just it's it's nasty. It's nasty how fluid his hips are. So when he gets switched, he's gonna be amazing, and everybody's gonna see it like D. Just this guy is special. So he's a high high upside defensive stud in the NBA. That's gonna be a good lob threat. Has some post skill. Let's be honest here. It's it's not that skilled, but that defensive force is a real high upside of being a defensive god. Six foot eleven, bam. Uh, so that I'm not I'm exaggerating that, by the way. So that's how special. You know, Caleb Houston is the kind of guy that's like I like him. Freshman is a really good three point shooter. Uh, J.D. Davidson is going to do better in the NBA with more spacing. I'm a real fan of Wendell Moore Jr. I think he's really smooth, six foot five, uh, really good three point shooter. But his ability to shot create and be smooth and finish at the rim, I think his game's going to fit really well in the NBA. Um, Ochai Abajai, another good three point shooter. Wasn't kidding. This this was like a three point three and D draft and. A bunch of centers. Mark Williams is not that bad. He's pretty good. Seven foot one. Not only skilled, but he's going to be another block guy, rebound guy. Moves pretty smooth for a seven foot one guy. So he's going to be a pretty solid center in the NBA defensively, especially. Kennedy Chandler. I like him. He's he's athletic. He's a nice standstill shooter. He's not a ton of great perimeter uh, shot creation, but he reminds me a lot of Patty Mills. You know, a really good three-point shooter, not going to be otherworldly shot creating from there, but efficient. Efficient player, makes good passes, has the athleticism to attack the interior. Kind of reminds me of him. Uh, Maron Bouchamp, G League guy, really a gifted athletically. There's a lot of six-foot-six guys that just, like, can't sh- shoot the ball to save their life. He's one of them. Uh, EJ Liddell. Dear goodness, if EJ Dillardell was six foot nine, he'd be a top five pick. He'd be probably below Chet. He's ridiculous. So skilled at every three level score. Man, six foot seven. Got unlucky with the gene pool. Maybe you should wear some like high heels to the basketball game. I don't know, man. Make it work. Cause dear goodness. He's just so skilled, so strong, so big. Man. Reminds me a little Chris Middleton too. 
So he has a chance in the NBA becoming a small forward, maybe fifteenth down. Um, Blake Wesley's pretty decent shot creator. Christian Braun, he's going to be a decent shot shooter from the three. Patrick Baldwin is a bust potential boomer bust guy. He shoots so terribly from the field, it's ridiculous, but he flashes a lot of smoothness for a six foot nine guy and shot create. He, he takes NBA level shots. It's just they never go in um, to an egregious extent. Uh, Jeremy Sean, I understand why people like him because he's athletic, but he literally doesn't do much else other than rebound. So I'm not really, I don't really know why everybody's in love with him. Walker Kessler, he's a good shot blocker, but he's so tight-hipped. I'm really worried about him guarding people. Like, he makes the the kid from Fresno State look like freaking Adonis. Uh, Aldonis Williams, nice player from Wake Forest and really nice uh, passer. And, you know, that's probably around 30. And there's just There's just a lot of guys here that are really solid that are going to be good shooters in the league like I was trying to explain um there's some guys I'm really low on like I'm amazed that what's his name I'm sorry that you're gonna have to hear this but there's some guys that are so funny at the bottom of this list that I gotta read them off so John Montero the guy that's overtime elite how is he in anybody's first round draft projection he's like 6'2 He's not overly athletic. Like, if you're playing against overtime elite players, you should stand out athletically if you're an NBA first-round draft prospect. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of skill scoring the basketball. He's just a decent passer and, like, has a decent pull-up mid-range shot. Like, that's literally it. And he's in the first round. Like, who's doing these drafts? It's it's egregiously bad. So I'm I can't believe people have him. I mean, like Matthew Cleveland, this guy shoots 18% from the three pool line, three point line, and fifty-six percent from the free throw line. I don't care if you're kind of athletic. You're a two guard and can't touch the rim shooting. You're gonna be the next Ben Sims at the two guard position, but you're not as athletic. Good luck. Have fun. Uh, and there's there's one really funny guy at the end here. You guys gotta hear this. So there's this guy named Dave Roddy <laughs> from my Colorado State shooting guard, junior, six foot five. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna read this off from the script. This is gonna be hilarious. This guy legitimately looks like physically like a six foot five Glenn Big <laughs> Baby Davis. <laughs> And that's not a compliment. He's a wide, wide human being. Posts usually, I would just dis- dis- discard somebody that looks like that. But he flashes shot creation ability from the three point line. It's surprising how quick and like mobile and good he gets to his spots. He shoots forty six percent from the three point line. It's ridiculously how quick and fast he is for the size that he's carrying. Like, he's a wide human being. Um, honestly, like, honestly, this guy could be a lottery pick. He just goes back to the Colorado State. I think that's where he's playing. Colorado State, go on a diet, diet, lose your weight, and you'll be a lottery pick. Because this guy, 46% for the three-point line, just by that itself is impressive. But the ability to shot crate for himself is a really impressive thing. Um, so if you pair that skill with a trimmed down body and a guy that's probably naturally a stronger human being um, as well, that's where things could get interesting for him. So go back to the NBA, David, Rob- not NBA, go back to college, David Robbie, and go make yourself a million dollars. Trust me, mm-hmm. buying the dietitian will be worth it. Uh, so, you know, these guys are professional athletes. You know, I wouldn't talk about somebody's weight like that. That was just a normal human being, but they get paid to be in shape. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's where we're at NBA draft wise. Is it's a it's weaker than last year. Definitely not as deep. Uh, not not even close. Not even close as deep. Um, Jonathan Kuminga went seven. Yeah, not even close. 
So, you know, this is this is kind of what the basketball, the draft. But please, please do me a favor and go watch this kid, Orlando Robinson. Cause shouldn't call him a kid. He's like three years younger than me. This guy, Orlando Robinson. Please go watch him. Go tell your friends. Go tell everybody else they're wrong. Join the movement. Because this guy needs to be in the first round. This guy needs the publicity. This guy's special. Legitimately special. And he's... Nobody's talking about him. Second rounder. It's ridiculous. It's just... Really needs to be the guy. He really needs to be... This is our draft guy. This is our logo for the draft. This is what I love most about the draft is making my own opinion and you know, seeing what I truly believe and being right. Who doesn't want to be more right than everybody else? But this guy's special. And just go watch him. Go see how amazing he is. If you disagree, check out our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. You can you can talk to us. Tell me I'm wrong. But uh, he's special, in my opinion. Well, this is going to be the end of the podcast. Um, I'm Jason Collins, and we're the Basketball Decks. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.